Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome to the IGN UK Podcast. Hello. Hello, Matt. How are you? I'm good, thank you, Cardi. Oh, How are you? I'm, do you know what? I'm all right. Sweet. Uh, got to be up 5am tomorrow for a flight, so I've been trying to adjust my body clock the last couple of days so I won't feel too tired tomorrow. Joe, you've had a couple of flights recently. I have. You are now back I'm feeling in it. the motherland. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not quite your motherland, I suppose, is it? But All right. Well, I don't know. Where do you consider your motherland? I consider myself a world child. (laughs) Okay. No borders, one love. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I'm really jet-lagged, so I'm not responding quickly to anything. You went to the DICE. I went to DICE. (laughs) In Las Vegas. I don't know, do they call it the Dice Awards? Uh, they I believe just call it's it just Dice. The Dice is the conference, yeah. and the Dice Awards are part of the conference mm-hmm. itself. It's yeah. a big conference where all the big game execs go mm. and don't want to talk to people like me. And this <laughs> isn't the studio Dice, which I feel like has to be clarified every year. It this is not, not it the is, Battlefront Dice. It's a part of the... American Academy of Interactive Arts and Sciences, um, which do a good podcast, by the way. The the game makers, no, something like that. (laughs) Anyway, if you look for for AIAS podcast, podcast, uh, it's often hosted by Ted Price from Insomniac, and he does good chats with lots of other developers. That's very interesting. That's not what I was there for. No, you were in Las Vegas. Yeah. What a horrible place. Yeah. It's <laughs> um, grim, isn't well, it? I've still, it never, is. I've still never been. I'm, I'm intrigued by it. I, I feel like I want to go there for a day or two just to see I what said, it's like. Yeah. I, I was never want to go five. there. Yeah, oh, that seems uh, I managed to get to 30 hours when I went and I had to leave. I was main, planning to stay longer. The main thing is it's um, it dries you out. <laughs> In it's every a, way. As if it's in a desert, oh, right. uh, but also because it's aircon inside. Yeah. I basically felt like a sort of, like a mummy for <laughs> like, a lot of the time you, I was there. Have you ever been to like the Middle East, have you been to like Dubai or Abu Dhabi or no. anywhere like that? No. That's very similar. It's like dry and desert and then everywhere inside is aircon. It's just like, you step inside and you're lovely and then you go outside and you're suddenly humidified. But that's it. There's <laughs> no humidification <laughs> anywhere. Yeah. Like, to the point where you can order a humidifier for your room in Vegas, in the hotel I was in, because because uh, you're in there going like Jesus Christ, and then they charge you twenty dollars for a bottle of water. Oh. Vegas, well, baby, well, you're now you're now looking wet. I've swelled <laughs> up again. Yeah, because yeah, like, I went to the Bay like, Area afterwards, where they have fog yeah, and everything. Like that's in the SpongeBob movie where he dries out. Yeah, for a minute. that's exactly. <laughs> I was trying to find that picture while I was in Vegas. <laughs> Um, I tweeted it, but it was sort of a taste of the post-apocalyptic lifestyle where I was stockpiling water so I didn't die in the middle of the night. But um, you had a good time. <laughs> it was fine. No, yeah. it's good. Uh, it's a good show. It's very weird. Like, it's not like peak behind the curtain. It's not mm. E3 or Gamescom, not these trade shows where the idea is that you're being shown games the whole time. No. It's much more... Well, it's designed as a place for lots of game developers and executives mm-hmm. to meet. Well, but the must media be just no gets to turn up. There must be no other place that has that concentration of top games oh, people it's bizarre like you're just walking about and Shida's having a chat with Phil Spencer and yeah. Tim Sweeney's on stage saying slightly controversial things <laughs> yeah um, and uh, yeah and there's like all like everyone who it's a lot of people you would never normally get to interact with mm-hmm. and it's a very interesting show to go to for that reason good um, and then I went to the San Francisco office and had a lovely time with all our American good. pals I will be there next week so hopefully they like me as much as you they don't I asked them all and they said, <laughs> they no, said absolutely not. Next week, we're waiting for hell to, to come. Waiting for, for hell. hell. That's, that's what they call you, hell. Yeah, that's, the, that's my memoirs, waiting <laughs> for hell. What's the, is it, are you there all next week and then yeah. our other, what, Jesse and Dale are going later? They're going for, no, we both, we all fly out on Saturday morning. They fly back Monday evening, though. They're only there for two nights. You're staying around. I'm staying around for the week because I'm a limpet. You're what? A limpet. <laughs> oh, I thought you said I'm a limpet. <laughs> Yeah. I'm, I'm Olympic, Olympic baby. baby. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all gold. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what I'll be doing. But what I are you haven't... going for? Are you allowed to say? 
Uh, I don't see why we're not. It's exciting. I don't know. We, are, we must be allowed to say. Why wouldn't we be allowed to say? Go for it. Am I allowed to say? I don't know. I'm <laughs> not organising it. it. It's nothing that exciting, is it? Go on. I don't know. We're just there to play a little game of Rainbow Six Siege against our American counterparts. I do like that. And see if we can win. The game with online multiplayer. Yeah, we're You're flying. flying to America to play it. Look, not my call, but I'll take it. Absolutely. Yeah. It's great. But that's exciting. Yeah. Uh, I haven't quite planned out what I'm going to do on my flights yet, but... I would like to know what you did on yours because that's the most exciting part of any trip, isn't it? Flight the flights, out. flight out, flight out is great. I did. It's always <laughs> better going to America than coming from oh, America. Absolutely. But I did. Uh, Just tell I watched Murphy. Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, excellent movie. Did a bit of crying. Uh, Hustlers, I thought was all right. I thought mm-hmm. it's very good cast, but the story's not quite as interesting. Did they have to cut bits out, like, for the plane? No. They don't. I watched a lot of very inappropriate things on this <laughs> flight. Cause I, there might, was... I think I'm saying that to Jesse. I might just watch that one just to make him a bit uncomfortable. I don't think he would be. I watched it four times in a row. I like it too much. <laughs> Actually, I'll just pause it on screen. Uh, I watched Ready or Not, which is fantastic. I do yeah, I also that. So I've been on a flight last week mm. as well, and I uh, I think actually I'd seen your recommendation on costume design. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, yeah, I'll watch Ready or Not. Good. It's basically, it. it would make a great double bill with Knives Out. Mm. Both mm. films about weird families in giant houses. It's yeah, great. I mean, I'll watch Ready or Not tomorrow, I think. And I watched The Favourite, which I really enjoyed. I see, I only watched it once, and maybe I wasn't in the right mood, but I, it, I didn't get on with it. I, I thought, thought it was great. Do you, are you time. a fan of his other films? Uh, I've never really watched many of them. Did mm. he do The Lobster? He did. Yep. Yeah, I thought that was alright. I liked it a lot more than Lobster. See, I, I know you like Killing of a Sacred I, Deer. I love that film, but that's completely unfunny. So yes, that is that is a grim film. I, I was surprised by how funny the favorite. favorite yeah, favorite just a be. proper like gross-out comedy at times. Is it? I think there's moments where it is. I don't know what version of the favorite you want. <laughs> um, <laughs> moments, but my point—it's a lot you, more lewd than you maybe expect. Yes, um, the point that you were referring to is that all four of those films have some unbelievable costume design, yeah. and that was my accidental theme for the flight. Yeah. Sam Rockwell at the end of Jojo Rabbit has got some good stuff unbelievable. going Unbelievable. So good. Also, as costume design, just one line, which I'll say entirely out of context, but you know his little friends and he's talking about his paper uniform? Oh, yeah. Which is just phenomenal. There's so many... Because I, I didn't watch Jojo Rabbit until the flight out as mm. well. I had the slight misfortune that on Air Canada, please, can you replace your headphone jacks oh i've had the same thing because Does it do their weird beeping no so i could i only had audio as in like the the um dialogue track that's all i could hear from jojo rabbit what what well, that's really weird <laughs> i know so um, i need to watch it again so i can get the the more musical side of it because i know that Tiger's I mean, is actually quite good at that there's some really good music in there mm-hmm. do you know that's what weird. i hate when planes have the where the earphone jack is on the inside of your no, armrest that's so that's exactly where it. it is on the on the both yeah. Air Canada flights that I took, and basically the I think what it is is they've got a specialist jack for their own headphones yeah, yeah. to try and is incur- it the double jack? Well, it's not the double one because I've got an adapter for that for mm. my headphones. But what it is is I think it's longer, and you know the little bands on it which indicate where the channels are. I think mm. they're slightly out compared to what my Bose ones that's are. That's crazy Canadians. Yeah, so I just had to hold it on the most appropriate channel, which was dialogue. That's oh, weird. Okay. Yeah. Well, I've. I think I'm going to do Jojo Rabbit because I haven't seen that yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do Ready or Not. Mm-hmm. I might go for Rocket Man because I haven't seen that I yet. I would love to see Rocket, Rocket Man. Rocket Man is very good. That. So, yeah, there we go. On the I way back, let me tell it. you. I did games and podcasts on the way back. Oh. No movies for me. Uh, I played Murder by Numbers, which I don't know if we've talked you about did, on the podcast. Yeah, you, the um, Phoenix Wright Picross. Yeah, uh, which I'm enjoying. I don't. The writing's not as good. Nah. Ace Attorney, which Not makes sharp. me sad. Yeah, they pick cross is yeah, just, pick, just bit... is good, isn't it? Pick cross. Yeah, is good. but then every time I get to a puzzle, I'm like, yeah. "This is wicked." Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a shame when I'm beginning to in to kind of regret the bits where I'm talking, mm. which I shouldn't do. Like, yeah, do you often find yourself just going, oh, "I should play pick cross on my phone"? Yeah, I did do a bit. <laughs> of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I also put a call out for podcasts, and several people recommended to me a show called Gossip Mongers. Have either of you heard of Gossip no, Mongers? No, I have not. It's fucking amazing. So it's Joe Wilkinson, who is on TV sometimes, and uh, a guy called David Earl and Poppy... I'm gonna, they only call her Poppy the Postwoman in the actual <laughs> thing. I think it's Poppy Allstead or something. Anyway, I apologise, Poppy. Um, and they ask readers to send in unsubstantiated bits of gossip, usually from their local areas in the UK. <laughs> okay. And it is, A 
fucking filthy. Like, that show is disgusting. Uh, and B, like, one of the biggest indictments of UK culture, I can imagine. Like, if you're not from the UK listening to this, makes must make you think that we are the worst country in the world. It is so funny. Like, the sh- I would highly recommend, if you want a taste of it, they did, like, a top ten bits of gossip from the year. Um, which was just exactly what it sounds like. The production stuff is a bit weird. Uh, like, they do lots of, like, robot voices and things, but the actual <laughs> content is just incredible. Like, a dude who, uh, on an acid trip, believed he was a space worm, but in real life was, like, trying to chew through the ground of a tent and, like, shitting what? himself. Wow. Um, and <laughs> fuck it. Oh, my God. There's so many good bits. There's one that... I was just like losing it on the plane there was one of um two boys who went on a school trip but ended up being put in a room together above everyone else and they all heard this like insane crash and they went up and apparently this is the thing it's all unsubstantiated gossip so it might be made up they'd been having a comp competition to put raisins in the tips of their penises <laughs> and then Wank until they fired them out. Oh, but one had fired God. one into the other's eye and semi-blinded him. <laughs> I was just losing it. It's so funny. Oh my God. Wow. It's the best podcast I've come across for ages. I, I listened to... No pun intended. Uh, yeah. I, I listened to every single episode of the two series on this flight. It's incredible. There we go. Oh, I might so give good. it a go. You've might be to. one of those where the first one I listen to, I'll do it like at home because I don't want to like... I don't like laughing in public. Oh, I don't. I don't I like making. I was laughing so much in public. I don't want, it was real bad. Don't want to be the person making a nuisance of yeah. myself. I'm not usually a. Um, I don't usually laugh when I'm not with people. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I laugh more at, when I'm, I'm good with, at that. Yeah, just but not. I could not control myself <laughs> with this. It's so funny. Oh my god, it's disgusting. <laughs> good. good. I'd, so I don't know if you were in the air or if you'd already landed by the time the Animal Crossing direct I was, happened. I used the Animal Crossing direct yesterday as a way to keep myself awake. There we go. It was so great. You did see it. Twenty-seven minutes, I think, actually. Yeah. Of new mm. Animal Crossing, New Horizons yeah. details, all new to me because I haven't ever played Animal Crossing before. But I have always wanted to, and this one it just looks delightful. Oh, it's going to be so good. For someone who is experienced in Animal Crossing, Joe, yes, me. Hello. Yes. What are the exciting new things that you saw? So the interesting thing about this is that the bulk of Animal Crossing New Horizons looks incredibly familiar to the point where I almost think they're trying not to change too much from New Leaf on mm-hmm. the 3DS because they suddenly have a well, they don't have a bigger fan base, but I feel like more people are going to buy this for whatever reason. I think Switch is just connecting more with people. Yeah. Um, So a lot of this looks very, very similar, but they seem to have extended each end of it. So, like, you start, for want of a better term, earlier than a normal Animal Crossing, and you end doing different stuff. So usually you go to a village that already exists, and you sort of live your life in it, and in the New Leaf they added a bit of town management and stuff like that. In this one, you go to a desert island where you're essentially establishing the village to make it habitable for people or animals to come (laughs) to it and hang out, Um, which is interesting to me anyway. But then at the end, they've added, like, terraforming and stuff. The interesting thing being, they haven't said what the timescale of that is. They've said you'll have to kind of do everything before you get that. That, in Animal Crossing terms, could literally be months. Yeah. Like, there there are public works in New Leaf that take actual weeks. That's the thing that jumped out to me is that someone who has only seen Animal Crossing in passing, it looks much more customizable than I've seen it before. Yeah, it definitely is. Like, that that seems to be the big thing here. It's like crafting your own stuff, because usually it's based on sort of random drops or your villagers giving you things that are specific to them. And a lot of it is about how you interact with other people's games. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas this one seems to... You seem to have a lot more control over what stuff's going on. I especially enjoyed um, that bit I showed you earlier where they just dropped down a lovely piece of what looked like mahogany. Flooring. Yeah, hard flooring. But you oh. could you could organise it horizontally or vertically, which for some reason really did it for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. I feel like I will love this because... I used to enjoy The Sims, but I'd always do the bit I think that everyone did, which was build Rosebud. a house. <laughs> yeah. He <laughs> Rosebud. 
What? That's what Rosebud, the, the that's cheat what gave code. you the cheat for all the money. Oh, I can't remember the name of the code. Everyone I just knew Rosebud, mate. N- little gnome or Mother Lowe's. That yeah, gave you yeah. more. That might have been the one that did. That rings a bell to me. Mm. Rosebud, mm. baby. But yeah, I just blinds. I just liked building a cool looking house, and then I didn't give a shit about actually controlling the Sims. See, I I was the opposite. I always liked really the house building was the boring bit to really? me. We could have done so much together. We could have done <laughs> it. Um, but yeah, Animal Crossing is a bit more about chilling a lot of the time. Yeah. Like, but I feel like if thing. I had the Sims on a Switch on the go, I might be more interested. Whereas Animal that's Crossing. Fair. Is does seem like the perfect train game. Yeah. Oh man, it's so good for just you. I used to do that on my commutes all the time with New Leaf, and it was just like I'd get up, I'd get on the train, they'd be like, right, I'll go and dig up today's fossils and add them to the museum, and then I'd talk to a couple of people, and make sure they were all happy. Mm. I might design a little theme tune for my town, and then I get off the get off the coach and be like, hello, it's work now. It's only it's only a month away as well. Oh mate, it's going to be are nuts. You, are you going to get on the I train? I don't know. So like, it's it I in the same boat as you cardi like i've never played one before and basically outside of nook and isabel i don't know anything about the game at all and i know that in a separate conversation in the office uh we were talking about similarities or lack of to stardew valley Mm. and like stardew has never been something that i particularly got on with like wanted to but couldn't click Mm. I think my main problem is it comes out at the same time as Doom and Half-Life, and yeah. they're very much more my element. It's on the same day as Half-Life, right? No, same, same day, day as Doom. Doom. Oh, same day as Doom. Yeah. I'm hoping I can get through Doom, although it's not that short, get through Doom really quickly. That'll be my game to play at home. Get That's through it. it and then Animal Crossing on, on the commute. Exactly. Doom at home. Then Two very different vibes. Animal Crossing <laughs> from there until March 31st when Persona 5 Royal comes out, and I keep telling myself I'm not going to do the whole thing again. Yeah. I feel like I might end up doing it. Seems insane to me. Only because April is fairly empty now. Mm-hmm. What is actually coming out? Is coming You'll out? be playing Animal Crossing the whole time with I me, mean, Exactly, mate. but Animal Crossing and Persona, they're nice. They're too... Persona 5 chills me out, so the music's incredible. I like it how you say, oh, April's quite empty now, despite the fact like the greatest game of all time has been remade <laughs> and turned into a very cool game in April. What are you talking Fucking about? Fucking Final Fantasy, mate. Oh, yeah. right. Chill well, out, that's later in April, though, isn't it? 10th. Yeah, there we go. I've got a couple, <laughs> couple of weeks to play Persona. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I got my hands on Persona 5 Royal mm-hmm. uh, a couple of weeks ago. I got to play a couple of hours of it and check out some of the new stuff. So there Is, is the new actually, stuff good? It seems good. There's a lot of new stuff I haven't seen because uh-huh. a lot of it will be story-based. So it's similar to what they did with Persona 4 Golden, which is... Basically, adding a couple of new characters, and they're from the near the start, right? I think so. I was playing a section that seemed like it was after the first or second palace mm-hmm. in the game, so about twenty hours in, maybe. And the new character was already there. I think they've said the new character, her name's Kasumi, and she is a gymnast at the school, and she joins at the same time as you, I think. Right, she's yeah. like another transfer sort of student, yeah. and. I had one conversation with her, so I don't really know a lot about it yet. The weird thing is, because this is always the persona, this game has already been out for months in Japan. So if I really wanted, I could find out all of this information, mm-hmm. find out what impact she has on the story and stuff. I've deliberately not done that, yeah, because what's the point? <laughs> but I may end up doing that once I realise I'm not going to finish this game again. That's fair. But there's a lot of cool new stuff, including there's a whole new Thieves' Den area which was never a thing before. They're not just on the rooftop anymore. Well, it's inside the metaverse, I think. I didn't actually get to see this area, but I know Tom Marks in the US got to see it. And there's also a tycoon card game in there. So, again, the Red Dead route, you can route, route. I'm not not massively into card games within video games. Like, I'll play a card game video game. Like, if I'm going to do that, I'll play Hearthstone or Magic. But I was never, like, even as a diehard Final Fantasy fan, like, Tetramaster was never a thing that did it for me. So into it. And Gwent. I fucking know. No, I, don't like Gwen. I actually find Gwen like actively repulsive. I've, <laughs> I've played to me. so much poker and dominoes and blackjack in Red Dead too. It's not what I'm buying those games for. Well, Have you been going online and just playing it with real people? You know, I haven't actually done it online, and I should go and play poker online against you people should. in Red Dead. <laughs> That's such a good idea. As my Daniel Plainview, uh, yeah, proxy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Personas. It's more. It's hard to. It's not going to change your opinion. If you're not into Persona, you're not suddenly going to be into Persona. It doesn't change enough. Yeah. I know that you two both played a quite a bit of it, but ultimately gave up. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, I gave up because I genuinely think Persona is quite unforgiving if you sort of fuck your character builds. Really? I don't feel it is, but maybe like, I literally I've never got it wrong. I literally couldn't get out of the palace I was in because, like, I think it was... I needed so much of a certain element to beat quite a few of the enemies, and I just uh. didn't have personas that were built that way. So unless I sort of had bailed out and mm. carved up a load of new personas... Who got time for that, mate? Come I on. just find JRPGs really boring. Fair enough. Um, well, do you know what? Is, that's actually a good is Persona Five Scramble because that combat looks. Fun. That's your sort of combat. Oh yeah, baby. And it looks like it is. Although it's not it's a sequel. It looks like it is effectively mm-hmm. a sequel. What did you see the last trailer? It yeah. has a number two that gets yeah. knocked out. Yeah, it well basically good. carries on from the end of five, which I assume it's the end of five and not the end of five Royal. But I don't know if that actually changes. So who knows? It's all very confusing. It's looking good. But yeah, it's more Persona, and I'll probably play it. Do you think they'll ever do what I want, which is make a Persona with no JRPG combat, and it's just about being a school cu- school child, having to wander about, doing tests and that? There must be games like that. Someone someone could recommend yeah, a game It's not like going to be as stylish, though. It's not, is it? I want to really need to cool. call it Persona, does, does, though, does right? the scramble <laughs> combat not do much for you? Oh, it does. Seen? I'm into that, but, okay. I, but I doubt it's going to be... It's not going to be like a normal Persona game Maybe with that we combat, should, is it? when Persona 6 comes out, we do a Let's Play series where I do all the turn-based stuff and you do all the be skill stuff. I, I would actually be into... I just want a game where I play a kid who goes to school every day and has an odd job, and then you do some stuff, and there's a story, and you have a nice time, and then yeah. at the end of it, it's just like, and Hitachi went on to be a salaryman. Have the you, end. So you just, so you just want to... I want a Japanese reincar- child simulator. You want to be reincarnated as a Japanese child. I don't want to be reincarnated as it. I just want a game that lets me do that. Just walk about in Tokyo and about your time <laughs> spent at school that you just want to go back and change it all. Mm, I wish I'd done more sciences. <laughs> I think what you're after, Joe, is a visual novel. There are loads no, of them on Steam. Have you, no. have you played Danganronpa? <laughs> No, I haven't have properly played Danganronpa. I've not played the second one. Yeah, the first that's about murders fun. and that. And shooting thoughts. Yeah, but it's like, it's kind of Phoenix Wright. Yeah, it's no, It's kind of like a Persona Phoenix Wright yeah. sort of thing. Um, no, I want it, I want much more chilled. I essentially okay. want Animal Crossing, but I'm just a Japanese child. <laughs> Persona Crossing. <laughs> yeah, we but I'm in Shibuya. I have a wonder about, go to the shops. What was that Tokyo Jungle game? I never played it. Oh, it I never weird. played Tokyo Jungle. <laughs> I didn't have a PS3 at the time. Um, yeah, I'd like them to do more of that as well. Give me yeah. a Tokyo Jungle where I'm a little chihuahua fighting a velociraptor as well. <laughs> and, but also I'm a Japanese child. <laughs> I don't know. Is that too much to ask? Is that Is so much to ask? Japan? Yeah. <laughs> well, Matt, you've been playing a game you've played several times, but in a new way. I know, right? Oh, bloody hell. It's oh. good. I've been playing uh, Black Mesa, which is the it's very official, long... It's isn't it? Is it on... Is it... A... I can't wrap my head around this. Sort of is and isn't. Is it Let's, with a blessing? Let me let me lay out the thing. So <laughs> I need Black, to know. Black Mesa started when Tell I me. was at high school. Mm. I can remember buying a copy of PC Gamer that explained what it was. And it was originally a mod for Half-Life 2, which was recreating Half-Life 1 in the Half-Life 2 engine. Um, many, 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 many years go by in which it sort of gradually is working its way along. Um, but transfers itself from being a mod because it was originally called Half-Life Source because everything Mm. that was just kind of no or Black Mesa Source maybe but it was like one of these things where Valve did a lot of games where they just slapped Source on the end of it and that meant that like things that were old were now new again as in sort as in not not like ketchup it's not like Half-Life Source no Black Mesa (laughs) Source chips of Half-Life Source so the actual Half-Life Source is the original Half-Life in the source engine but just literally adds like the physics to it I think and some of the reflections Um, and this was sort of like an evolution on that Um, over time it has become a full game that is paid for and uh, yeah is I guess blessing is the right term like because Valve are allowing it on their store they know it's their story it's all their characters Mm -hmm. they've not prevented them from doing it and presumably get quite a nice cut at the end of the day they can't be asked to do it themselves Matt oh clearly (laughs) I know just leave a bunch of and it's quite funny when you get to the end of Black Mesa uh, you get to see like the the credits and there are so many people in that credits because obviously over time that mod team has changed Mm. quite fundamentally Mm -hmm. and seeing like it's really nice that they've put in like former project leads and so seeing all of like 
even though the, a lot of these names mean nothing to me, it is fun to see sort of like the the changing paths that that mod has taken. Um, but what you have now is it's currently in beta, but is soon to be released in full. I had no idea it was still in beta. That's yeah. insane. So what it is, is for a very long time, they had finished the... So if anybody doesn't know, uh, the Half-Life story is roughly split into the first two thirds and the final third the first two thirds are set in the black mesa laboratory which is all about uh, gordon having to suffer this like alien invasion at the very end he finds a way to transport himself to the planet where the aliens come from which is zen and that area had not been released with the original build of the game so you've been able to buy it for a very long time but it just didn't come with anything past that teleportation moment and basically it's because uh, zen in the original half-life is shit <laughs> it's just absolutely rubbish uh so it was very much a case of this team going well let's make it like it's so good what we've got why mm. let it down with a poor finale and what they've done is absolutely incredible because it's the same core like three missions but what they've done is sort of like the way i've described it is take half-life pull all the flesh off it until you find the skeleton and then rebuild it with your own version of what that muscle mass would be that last bit's more of a remake than a remaster much more so yeah and the way it is is so for example like one of the i think it's the gonarch fight which is basically you know the head crabs in Mm half-life like mummy head crab imagine it's like massive and in the original, it is roughly a chase sequence, but it maybe goes through about... I don't want to use the word screen because it's not a 2D platform, but if you can imagine that, but in 3D, mm. it's now like an uncharted set piece in which you're going through this massive kind of almost rabbit warren of a design, but you're setting it on fire to sort of like try and flush this thing out. And, and so the way that it's built is it is a rabbit warren like it was in the original. And then sort of like the mission after has a lot of going up vertically like the original was. But it's just been completely redesigned. And Half-Life is very much about visual and sort of environmental storytelling. And this doubles down on that. So you know the Vortigaunts, which are the ones that shoot the uh, electricity, Hmm. Cardi... To peek behind the curtain, me and Cardi are currently playing Half-Life 2 at the moment. You've met your first Vortigaunt, who was hidden in a... He was watching TV, wasn't he, in a... Uh, in a shipping ab- container. Yeah. Absolutely dealt with. Yep. Um, and uh, so, basically, in this, you he get to nice see... Guy, like, actually. Yeah, 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 he was lovely. But in this, you get to see that they're not... <laughs> I like their voices. <laughs> they're not just villains. They don't just, like, attack you. You're literally in a village full of Vortigaunts mm. that are just like, yeah, we live here. We eat head crabs. You know, going... And then the... it's I can't remember how you pronounce it. The Nyhamphaliths, is it? Which are the big baby brain head oh, things. Yeah. They invade their village and start taking them over. So they start attacking you. So all of that visual sort of storytelling environmental all breaks out there. And then the final fight is just completely changed from the horrible in a cave, shoot a big baby for a bit, to now big baby is still there but like he can open portals back to earth and start hurling like forklift trucks at you he brings like tanks through it's Mm. it's incredible and sort of like the final sequence where like the g-man is like giving you your final sort of breakdown the way they do that is almost interstellar like oh weird like because you know how like it finishes on the train and that's where like the way all of that comes apart and like bits of reality are constructing themselves around you it's like a real like this is even though it's still built in the half-life 2 engine it definitely looks better than half-life 2 because of the amount of time that's Mm. been put into it but it is still effectively older much older graphics than i think the original intention was for it to look like because at the time half-life 2 wouldn't have been out that long and it should have looked Mm. fairly modern but it's still a beaut like the art design on Zen and also the music is I'm talking like Mick Gordon, Bethesda levels of great music. And so yeah, this is the sort of benchmark for remakes, I think, even though it's not been made by you know, it's not Capcom, it's not Square Enix or anything like that. But I'd like to see more sort of remakes done with this level of love well, and you've attention. Got Final Fantasy coming. I know, and that I mean obviously Final Fantasy is a phenomenal sort of mm. benchmark for what I that and Resident Evil Two I think are from a AAA perspective mm-hmm. are what I'd want to see out of a remake. Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah. That's the one for me. That's an unbelievable remake. That is a game that actually made me love a game I've always wanted to love. Yeah. But I couldn't because I just didn't like how it played originally. So mm. I do really like that remake. The one thing is that is that's a pure blood remake. Like that is everything that you remember of that game just made substantially better. Yeah. Whereas obviously Final Fantasy VII is 
as I term it, much more of a reimagining and, and, you know, Resi 2 is. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, that's what Black Black Mesa is. It Mm. is, like, a lot of it is... It's probably in the middle ground. It's very, very faithful. Like, everything you're doing is what you did in Mm Half-Life 1. It's just a better version of Mm. all of that. Yeah, Yeah, it's... Probably very, should very put good. some spoilers cool. for Half-Life on there, but if you don't oh, know cool. the story, 1998. Some people. It came out people. before The Matrix. Anything before <laughs> The Matrix is over. Is that, is that, is that the rule? Yeah. Does that mean we can spoil The Matrix? Mm. Is that borderline? You can only spoil the first half of The Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but not reloaded. Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> Leave that alone. People need to find out about the ghosts <laughs> themselves. <laughs> I don't know where to go from there. No, neither do I. Well, maybe a quiz. Okay. Inside, it's a UK IGN crew. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, on the ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got a question for you. Hold up the DJ, we're coming through. Yeah, yeah, on the ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got a question for you. Is it in the search? Matt. Yes. We had some feedback sent in. We did, yeah. We're just trying to find it now. There we go. So this was from Adam Wiltshire, and Mm -hmm. he's done a really good thing in that basically, you know, we've played a few rounds now with the Perpetual Pursuit, which is the Therosaurus-focused uh, version of the what did you say? Therosaurus. Where is that R coming from? Therosaurus. <laughs> Sorry. Is this some <laughs> sort of dinosaur? <laughs> um, synonyms. And, yes. Synonyms <laughs> based. Uh, and uh, and basically, uh, Adam has built. It was going to be an app that he was going to design, which was going to be called like the Movie Saurus, mm. or the Music Saurus, or the Game Saurus, or the TV Saurus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think it's basically going anywhere. So he has donated nearly two thousand, yeah, so, nearly two thousand <laughs> versions of synonyms of Jesus. various things. Uh, so I've stolen ten of them. Good, brilliant. I say stolen; they have been granted to us. Yeah, Amazing. I imagine we'll be repurposed, yes. reimagined. <laughs> yeah, we'll be ever, dipping into this. Have you ever been to Wiltshire? Have I ever been to Wiltshire? Yeah. yeah. I used to live there, mate. Maybe. There we go. I, I, I feel like I've been have. through... Stone, Stonehenge in Wiltshire? I think it's yes, technically Yes, I think it is technically, yeah. Oh. I haven't, I've been past Stonehenge. I've never actually been up to it. Mm. Mm. There you go. I've been on the way to Glastonbury. I've stopped <laughs> and had a look. <laughs> oh, look at that. It's crazy shit. Big rocks. Big rocks. So you've got ten uh, of these. So, yeah, so for anybody that hasn't based. listened to a Perpetual Pursuit before, basically it is the name... Of a, uh, in this case, film, mm-hmm. and but the the name has been made up with alternate versions of each word. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, so Star Wars would be space battle. Yeah, and Star Trek is like space cosmic journey. walk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the first one, I mean, I think we'll start off relatively so easy. These, okay, um, these are all films. I'm these are all films. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Nice. Occupant sinful. Resident Evil. There we go. One to Joe. Fuck you, man. See, that, that fooled me, because I was thinking, that's a game, but it's also a film, you know what I mean? Oh, isn't it mad? <laughs> don't look at me while you say things like that. Oh. Keep your head in the game. No, I don't want right. you psyching me out. Mortal Firearm Tetrad. Mortal Firearm. Yeah. What was the last one? Tetrad. Tetrad? Yeah. <laughs> it's what it's quite obvious what two of them are, one or two of them are I think uh, what where's your mind going lethal Cully? weapon three oh, you're so close lethal weapon <laughs> you said tetrad didn't you tetrad yeah That's, is it not called lethal weapon three uh, you know, it's the number where you're wrong. Oh, four. Yes. I thought, I thought I it was a thought, three. I was thinking dead gun triangle, so. <laughs> yeah. it's I one thought one. it would have been quad. Quad. What's tetrad? I, what, if, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Let's um, find out what that is first. Mm, it's a furniture shop. <laughs> Don't know. T-T-R-A-D, is that what yeah. we're searching? Tetrad. Shape. <laughs> Is it a four-sided shape? I've never heard of a tetrad. This is like a quadrilateral, quadrilateral, wouldn't it? What is a tetrad? A four-part structure. There we go. You learn something every day. 
I like that. Yeah. Right, one all. I might use that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, like Tetris, Tetramino. Ah. Uh, gotcha. There we go. Right. <laughs> General Warrior. Universal Soldier? Yes. Oh. <laughs> Two to Joe. For your senses solitary. <laughs> For your, For eyes, your eyes only. only. Yeah, yeah you got there first. There we go. Two, Two all. all. Boom globule. <laughs> Boom globule. <laughs> uh, globule. I can only think of flubber. <laughs> no. Globule. That's the only globule starring film I can think of. Right. Boom globule. I'm thinking boom might be bang. I'm going to half work together when we don't get them. <laughs> Just so. Loud. Boom. Noise. Crash. Globule. Globule <laughs> <laughs> be. Blood? Globule? A no. globule of blood? Like a plate slime <laughs> sludge. Do you want a clue? Bub- yeah. Bubble? Think of think of boom in relation to the weather. Thunder. Thunder. Road? Thunder. Tro- not Tropic Thunder. Thunder. Pants. I'd be a bit worried about if you've got globules <laughs> in your pants. Thunderpants, Thunderbirds. Thunder. thunder Days road. of Thunder. Days of Thunder. thunder. Is it Thunder? Lightning McQueen. <laughs> You're not getting anywhere, are you? No. Is it not Thunder? Earthquake. Storm. Huh? Storm bubbles. No. <laughs> Go on. Oh, it's is it? Thunderball. Oh, Thunderball. Oh, <laughs> globule. Yeah. All right. Uh, right. Still two. See, all. I was thinking of two words. That's one. There's one too word. many words. Thunderball in... is one word. All right. It's not. It's not Matt's fault. I know. Just go. There are go too many words in thesauruses. Is basically the point. Yeah. Anyway. Right. This one I think is is a bit mean, but I thought it was funny when I read it. <laughs> yeah. So. Into it. Let's do it. <laughs> Grassy torch. I feel like maybe I should all More pre-outline it with a clue. Grassy torch. Like, we'll have, we'll have yeah. a short go. Tor- grassy torch. Torch can mean to set fire to or a flashlight. Watch fire. It could be fire. Grassy moss. <laughs> grassy. Lawn <Second> fire. <laughs> it's like a fucking cryptic crossword. Forest. Forested knoll plains turf turf fire yeah there's loads of turf okay we, we might need a clue yeah, so uh, grassy is definitely not as in like it is related to the plants like the lawn but I think it's what you'd you'd look at something and Blade go Blade Runner oh that is I thought you'd got it right then no <laughs> there was one of them was Blade Runner but I didn't put it in because I knew you'd get it too easily like you'd use it as a descriptor of a of something else rather than something else. Gardener's world. <laughs> the constant garden. It's nothing to do with garden. Garden not, state. Not, no. not getting this. No. Right. So if I was to look at Yoshi. I might say, oh, his colour's quite grassy. Green. Oh, green. Green Mile? Torch, green. green. Oh, Green Lantern. There we oh, go. Fuck it <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> grassy. <laughs> right, this one's easier. Spook in the hull. <laughs> Ghost ship? Spook in the hull? Yeah. Ghost ship? No. It's got in the in it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ghost. Uh, Ghost in the machine. Ghost in the shell. Yes. Oh, shell. There we go. Spook in the hull. <laughs> I want that to be sort of like the, the asylum ripoff of yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> the Cougar Caesar. The Cougar Caesar. The Cat Emperor. That's exactly what I was about to <laughs> say. The Lion King? Yeah, nice. He's not... 
Cat Emperor. It was a band called the Cat Empire, which I think is yeah. why that came out. Mm. They had a song called Hello. <laughs> right. That's how they said it, innit? Who outlined Granted Hair? Who f- framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah. <laughs> Who outlined <laughs> That's it. Once you get ones with a rhythm, yeah. you're like, all right, yeah. How many more? Right, one more. I feel like you're winning. No, you're winning. No, you've got I'm the last not. two. It might be around the same. Anyway, two. Who fucking cares? The yeah. Blizzard bloke. The <laughs> the snowman. Man. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the Blizzard bloke. Have we had that? Is, it, is that even now? So you were up to you were two all there. I thought like there's two that. we didn't get, or was there one we didn't get? So then, so two all. I feel three, like Joe might have won like five, five four. Who got the Blizzard bloke? Did Me. You? you. Yeah. Yeah, you've won 5 4. There we go. Suck it. <laughs> <laughs> I flipped the bird then. I haven't flipped the you bird for a off. while. I'm not jet lagged anymore. I'm a winner. That's uh, why. Uh, we'll have some feedback, but first. Yeah. A solemn announcement. Yes. That makes it sound much bigger deal than it is. Yeah. Uh, next Tuesday is meant to be an episode of Football Day, if you care about that. God bless you if you do. Mm. Uh, but. We, me, Joe and Dale, haven't been in the same country for two weeks, and we won't be in the same country next week. Yes. So it'll be delayed by a week. It is not football day. It's coming. It will be football day, but a week later. So yeah. not next Tuesday, the Tuesday after. Also the last of the current round of football yes, day. Yes, the last of... And do you know what? I had a lovely ending moment. It's got a nice little wrap to Have my you? story. Yeah. That's um, nice. And yeah, we're still taking submissions, that means, for another week if you want to claim t- my save to carry on with. And mine if, if anyone, wants, PC, if anyone is... wants to play Football Manager Touch on PC. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's weird. You can do that. Yeah. But first, feedback. Who wants to go first? I'll go because this is really long. Eric Alston's written in saying I should preface this email with saying I'm having my first drinks of 2020 and I am quite drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so please excuse any spelling or grammar areas. <laughs> Which I'm not sure Start if it's you a mean joke to go or not. on. On the subject of weird dreams. As a child, I had a recurring nightmare. It happened dozens of times from the ages I was probably five to fifteen. Wow, that's my a long family time. acquired a mansion, which my parents always called Monster House. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say it's a good start, but anything bigger than what we were living in at the time, they referred to as a Monster House. <laughs> I don't know why, but whatever. So wait, is it is this real? Eric lived in a house in a mansion called Monster yeah, House I in real I know, life. I think he dreamt. Did he say he dreamt it? He says he has a recurring nightmare, but then he's saying, my family acquired a mansion which they called Monster House, and anything bigger than they were living in at the time, his parents referred to as Monster House. I'm thinking this is, maybe it will become apparent. Hopefully, because at the moment I am... I've never read this before. (laughs) It looks like it's in the dream. The dream always started with with my family pulling up to the Monster House. I've added that because I like calling it the Monster House. And me and my sister running into the front door of the Monster House, excited (laughs) to see our new digs. As we entered the front door directly in sorry, as we entered the front door, directly in front of us was a powder room. Isn't that just a pisser? To our left. Uh, oh no, there's no commas in here. Eric, when you're drunk, yeah, you put commas drink. in. <laughs> uh, I'm going to try and translate this on the fly. Uh, yeah, so there's a powder room. To our left was stairs going off to the rest of the house, and to our right was a door entering the den. I've got it in, got it in my head what's going on It's here. like a choose-your-own-adventure. Yeah. Me and my sister excitedly ran up the stairs, but as we started to go off, we heard a voice saying, No, wait, please come in here, I'm excited. (laughs) Don't interrupt the ghost voice. No, wait, please come in here, I'm excited to meet you. Coming from the bathroom. We told the voice, just a second, we want to explore. (laughs) Just give me five minutes! (laughs) So we explored the monster house, then returned to the powder room. When we returned to the powder room and walked in, expecting to see someone... There wasn't anybody. So this is really hard to read. Just a toilet and sink, and every once in a while, there was a bathtub. <laughs> every once in a while. How pissed were oh, you, yeah. Eric? We heard a voice coming from the toilet saying, I'm in here. <laughs> we opened up the toilet, and there was a baby carriage floating in the bowl with a gingerbread baby made of poo. It's not gingerbread, then, is it? We were very... Well, I guess it could be the... Oh, it looked like could one. be a gingerbread man. But it was made a shit. <laughs> Did you read this? Yeah, I skimmed it. Okay. <laughs> we were very freaked out about it, but I wanted to play. But it wanted to play and talk to us. 
That's where the first dream ended. But every time I had it, I got more additions. At first, it played with us, and then it wanted what to hurt... What are you playing? And <laughs> then it wanted to hurt us. We realised it had ill intentions, <laughs> and maybe even wanted to kill us and turn us into poo babies. We're retiring the weird dream section after this. No, we're not. We tried to hide from it, but no matter where we went, it either squished itself under door frames or through vents, even eventually bringing a knife. (laughs) Eventually, me and my sister tricked it to get into the bathtub, and we sprayed it down with the shower hose and washed it down the drain. But that just unleashed its mother. (laughs) He's gone. What? (laughs) Unleashed its mother. (laughs) Its mother returned with a vengeance, wanting to kill our whole family. The last dream I had about it ended with us driving away in our van and the poo baby and its mother telling us it would get us eventually. What made these dreams so horrific for me was every time I had them, I woke up with sleep paralysis. My whole... <laughs> that isn't a funny no, bit. <laughs> my whole room was blank, but the light coming through the crack in my door was like looking at the sun. Everything I heard and felt was turned up to a hundred, my sheets felt like burning hot coals, and every sound was like gunshots going off in my ears. This is horrible. I screamed silently for what felt like hours until my parents came and helped wake me up. I'm glad to say I haven't had this dream in almost 12 years, and I hope to never have it again. <laughs> Sorry, this is turned... It's cost so dark. dark. P.S. That's the end. P.S. As a West Coast Canadian boy, I absolutely love your podcast, and I think your soccer show, yes, soccer, is absolutely amazing. Keep it going, boys. You're the best. Eric, I hope you're all right, Um, (laughs) both in terms of your drinking and your mind. Um, That got so dark at the end. They might want to adapt that maybe for the Haunting of Hill House sequel. Yeah, (laughs) Haunting of Fly Manor. It's about the poo baby and its mother. Uh, If you've got any more weird dreams, send them to IGN underscore UK. I'm going to keep them though. I don't want to hear the silent (laughs) screaming for hours. I do. Well, you can't, that's a thing. Um, Shut up. I've got a piece of feedback from Pete Shenton. Shenton? Yes, that's a good name. I used to live with a Shenton. Did you? Yeah. yeah. Is it Pete? No, it was related? Jamie. Well, maybe they're related. You never know. Let us know, Pete. Let us know if you're okay. Gentlemen, upon listening to the most recent podcast, during the feedback section, I heard you discuss getting platinums on PlayStation and 100% completing games. Mm. I thought I'd put my two cents worth in, or two pence worth, as our Britishness suggests. Okay. I listen to a lot of audio podcasts, and the way that I listen to them is either playing Lego games or multiplayer on Call of Duty. So I do not need to pay attention, as it is just to grind to collect studs, build shit, or literally just kill other players to get guns. Don't like audio in Call of Duty. I I I couldn't. I feel like I did that when I was younger, but yeah, I need the footsteps, even though the directional footsteps in that game are. Oh, yeah, they're all over the place, aren't they? Well, they were when it came out. Yeah. Might be fixed. That might be fixed. But the audio design of that game. Otherwise, is incredible. Fantastic. I do agree, though, Lego Games are the perfect podcast 100%. game. 100%. They're very good. And Animal Crossing, by the sounds of it. Oh, mate. If I'm that had a do. platinum trophy. It's got achievements this time. It does, actually. Well, it's got those little stamp mm. stamp cards. Anyway, Pete says, plus, as a 27-year-old bloke, 28 on the 21st, that's today. Hey! Happy birthday. Congrats, mate. I still adore collecting... <laughs> What's that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a real winner. <laughs> Uh, Welcome to the Circus I'll, of Value. <laughs> I'll be 28 in three weeks. Will you? Yeah. There you go. I always thought you were young. It turns it's out it's kind, you're kind, well old. It? Well old. Baby-faced killer. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, I still adore collecting achievements and trophies on Xbox and PS4s. So it gives me a little perk up for the day and it feels like I've actually achieved something in my life. Oh. oh why are all these emails turning really up? dark this week? <laughs> wow. Uh, finally, <laughs> here is my question to you, fellas. If you could delete any achievement or trophy from a game, which would you choose to enjoy again? Oh, why? I see. Right. Have a good one and have a drink on me. Uh, did he send any again? money with that? Otherwise, that's a meaningless <laughs> have a drink on me. Um, I don't like achievements on the whole. You don't. You're not big into it, are you? Um, yeah. I don't. I, I don't understand the the sort of serotonin rush people get from them. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, I guess... I can't think of one I'd want to do again. I could say, like, if it involved... Well, yeah, that's it. He's not saying, what would you like to do again fresh? It's just, mm. what achievement would you like again? Because what, really, 
delete my memory of Outer Wilds, let me play that again. Okay. Or Edith Finch. Yeah, Edith Finch. That's but if it's an achievement, it doesn't really matter. No. Is there any achievement I care about? What's the best achievements ever? Uh, They're really smart got. ones. I mean, I'd Live Platinum for The Witness is my proudest achievement. That's fair. Would you want to do it again? No, because it was a fucking nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, in some ways you could just cheat and say I'd like to play The Wolf Among Us Season 1 again because you get a Platinum for finishing a Telltale game. No, but he's, he's not saying that, though, is he? <laughs> yeah, but is there an achievement platinum? you've enjoyed getting, in, I guess, is the question? Oh, there will be. Like, the Lego, like getting the Platinum in the first Lego Marvel game was very fun, just collecting oh, everything. I love that game so much. Um, but, and I feel like, yeah, I wouldn't complete it all again if there wasn't that, if I didn't need to get the Platinum trophy. That's fair. That's an interesting way of putting it. Yeah. Um, the only Platinum I've got is Spider-Man. Same. And quite an easy Platinum, but the last Still few were just a bit yeah. like fucking fighting those idiots with the the big Gatling guns are just that's it. Most just annoying. Of my, most of my feeling about trophies is that I have to do things I wouldn't normally want mm. to do to get them. Well, we were discussing this like it was with Al, last wasn't week, it? Yeah. And like I don't mind. Like I'd much rather a trophy rather than they like the most of the Telltale ones are just like oh you finished an episode or you finished a chapter well done have a pat on the back I'm like I don't need that yeah. absolutely don't need that I like the ones where it gives you weird extra directions yeah yeah like, exactly try this with this or yeah. whatever and so like I can remember the one thing that I do and I think the trophy's called They Came to Hear Me Beg which I think is a a Halo 3 trophy or maybe a Halo Reach trophy and if I'm thinking right basically you had to leap off a cliff and you do a takedown on an elite that was at the bottom of the cliff to mm. save you from dying. And I just remember trying, for some unknown reason, getting fixated that that was something I wanted to do and spending, like, an entire day, like, mm. like six hours of playing just to get it and getting really angry that I didn't. And so, like, I'd rather that wasn't there because I wouldn't have done that and I might have done something <laughs> useful I, for six hours. I would have hours. had so many more Platinums if they existed about ten years earlier because I would, like, all the Tony Hawk's game, I would have completed every jump, every yeah. horse, like, everything... Like the burnout games, I like gold medaled every event. Like back then, I would have been well into getting them all, but yeah. I slightly missed past me by. I think basically, Pete, that's, that's a tough bad one. answer from us. But maybe mm-hmm. the audience can answer, and maybe the audience can tell us their proudest trophy. Yeah, I've that's looked up best ever feedback. achievements, but unfortunately, I didn't specify on games. So I've got a list of great achievements of humanity: <laughs> <laughs> the Olympics, four-minute mile, the pyramids, <laughs> fall of the Berlin Wall. <laughs> ending of apartheid and the environmental movement so there you go very good I don't want to delete any did, of those did Roger, Roger Bannister get a platinum trophy Roger Bannister got a gold trophy which is the ultimate <laughs> well as we know I am Olympic yeah so. you are so Olympic <laughs> Matt you've got an email I have yes how from, dark does this one get I haven't, I haven't read any of it yet so <laughs> let's see how far the rabbit hole goes dear boys I'm <laughs> cripplingly sad yeah. <laughs> I'd say something awful. this is from Craig Stewart from Aberdeen in hello Scotland. mate Good day, chaps. Hello. Uh, I have a question for you lads that spawns from an interaction I have with my friend and confidant, Gary. (laughs) (laughs) This is so polite. (laughs) I like it. A close chum of mine since my school days, many moons ago, Gary is one whom I have enjoyed and discussed many games, films, and television series with, (laughs) with over the years. However... He has a vice to which he is a slave. I really thought you were going to say he died. (laughs) He has a vice. He has a vice to which he is a slave. Shackled. Uh, Which twists his very opinion on all of this. Gary... My poor sweet Gary, I'm, I'm not making this up. This is this what is the this is the prose. Is so easily seduced by the alluring gaze of nostalgia. Oh my god! <laughs> Anything he has grown up with, he sees as great. If not, he will watch or play a few more times, or for longer, until he likes it. The next Star Wars could just be the opening crawl, followed by a low pan down to a fresh turd with a lightsaber resting in it, and he would find a way to like it. And that would just unleash his mother. (laughs) (laughs) Then, when the lightsaber switches on, illuminating the turd in the cool blue light of the saber (laughs) to the swell of a John Williams score, he would stand up and applaud. Perfect. Five stars. (laughs) Gary. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. 
I'm envious of this trait. I believe that <laughs> I believe that he can see the good in everything, and though I respect and appreciate that he views every cloud has a silver lining, I personally cannot avoid focusing on the bastarding right uh, on the bastarding rain that fills that glowing marquee. <laughs> <laughs> this is delightfully written. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Every turd has a lightsaber. Yeah. Still, sometimes a part of me just wishes he could pick me over that sultry vixen nostalgia. With this in mind, Are you obviously. In love with Gary? <laughs> is this a love story? I hope it is. It might be. We've got. We're in, we're in the final chapter. With this in mind, obviously my question is when selecting being selected for reviews, is there or has there ever been a game, film or series that you wouldn't review due to attached nostalgia or that you feel you are too invested in to be impartial? Mm. I know that may be a silly question as you are professionals, but I would be interested to know if you prefer someone being selected for for a review Lean, learn, leaned much more in the direction of heavily invested and excited or more objective and fresh in their approach. This is actually I a think, really good yeah. question. I imagine in genres such as fighting games where there is an invested competitive community, this can be rather difficult. I would say there's stuff you can be too close to. Like I would find it ridiculously difficult to review Football Manager and single it out from others just because for me but it, that's not- I, know, I know I've never played or thought about it in a critical way I've just really loved it all my life yeah but then that's not not selecting because you're nostalgic about no, it no it's because it's hard to it's discern, I'm just discern. too close to it um, um, it's an interesting point so like we have reviewers that we pick for stuff because they like those genres mm-hmm. specifically so like Mitchell does a lot of our action and fighting games because mm-hmm. he's very good at those and he's very familiar with the complex mechanics in them mm. I don't know if there's... There are games... It's tough. Like, there are series... Not that I love too much to consider myself impartial, but nah. almost I wouldn't want to review because I want to experience them Yeah, I get for that. themselves. Like, reviewing is very different to playing a game for the first time. Mm-hmm. You have to think about it a lot in a different yeah. way to how you would normally consume a game. Mm. So actually quite a good example of this is so... I'm not doing the Final Fantasy remake mm. review. And that's come from a number of different factors. Um, and part of it is that we don't know when that game will come in, but realistically it might come in about a week before the embargo is Good lifted. Do, yeah. Which means that trying to get through what is a game that I've been looking forward realistically for about 15 years I've been wanting Final Fantasy VII to be remade. Mm. Trying to do that in such a short period... And also, so obviously JRPGs don't tend to have the multiple path things, but you still need to experience a lot of in-depth systems yeah. to, do a, to do a review. Trying to do that all in a week when I've also got a number of other things that I need to do for my job. You know, I have to keep on top of news, entertainments in my remit, like all of that, and do a review. That's not the way I want to experience Final Fantasy. That's a fucker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah remakes are probably the ones because you already... If you if it is a game you adored that much, but I don't think there's anything that I love. No, I don't love anything that much. No, I don't think. See, I think I could do the Final Fantasy review with you know not impartial. I think is the wrong word. Well, also, in here, but... you're the kind of person that I would want to do a Final Fantasy yeah. review because you know the original so. Yeah, implicitly. so I know I know the original very very well. I'm also like I think I can be you know critically hard when I need to be, mm. um, but also. It is one of those games that, like, I've listened to some of the soundtrack that they've done for this one, and, like, it's become part of my work rotation because, like, I genuinely think they've done an incredible job of it. But, like, I'm not I'm not afraid that, you know, I, I'm genuinely not at this point afraid that they'll muck it up because mm. even if they do, like, it doesn't matter. Like, I've still got Final Fantasy VII yeah. in the day, so I'm not actually worried about having to critically, you know, analyse that game in the same way that, like, give me Larian's next game and, you know, like, I'm well known for adoring Larian, but I'm quite happy to review that because I know where I stand. But it's like, when you are that in love with those properties, it's do you want to do it under review circumstances? Yeah. That's more, yeah. I think that's more the case. I don't think, yeah. I don't think there's anything I would consider myself too in get invested no, in. No, I would just... Yeah, there's nothing I would blankly just go, no, I can't do that. There's yeah. stuff like Fort Manager, I'd be like, I, I don't know how I'd do it. Because thinking objectively about that game is hard for me to do. Yeah. I think, because for me it's a 10, but it's obviously not a 10. Well... For me it's a 10, that's it. but you know, well, you that's know what, what reviews are. Yeah. But, 
you know, I suppose it is either it's a hard one for a manager, and that's why I'm not doing it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, to your question, Craig, don't know. Go <laughs> and give Gary a little kiss. <laughs> uh, yeah, so no football day on Tuesday. No, it's us. Uh, you guys do a podcast without me next week. I'm yep. sure it'll be a banger. Yeah, boy. Yeah. It's going to be uh, nice. I look forward to listening. It's always nice to get have one to listen to. Yes. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> let's, for music, let's go with, for Persona 5 Scramble, they released a remix of one of the songs from Persona 5, which is an up-tempo banger. Let's do it. Here it is. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.